0: Two weeks ago, we did uh, introduce the concept of the puzzle. I know, crazy. Most of you have done puzzles, puzzles, puzzles before. But since it's been a couple weeks, let me review with you. And this is your first fill in the blank. If you're looking at the wrong lid or playing with the wrong pieces, you won't be able to put the puzzle together. And of course, we're not talking about puzzles, right? We're talking. The puzzle here is a metaphor for life. And we came to the conclusion that when it comes to life, people do this all the time, right? This is your next fill in the blank. People rarely connect what they believe with how they should live. People rarely connect what they believe with how they should live. We went through about half a dozen examples. I think the most prevalent one to me is, you know... Ninety-something percent of people agree that using your phone while driving is dangerous, it can end someone's life, but yet the vast majority of drivers still are on their cell phone. If you're in the passenger seat, if you want to be terrified while you drive around Frisco, just look around at the cockpits of the cars around you. I would say 70% of the people are on their cell phones or holding their phone with one of their hands. It really is quite terrifying. So again, people rarely connect what they believe with how they should live. We are hypocrites. Everyone is. We say we believe one thing... And are quick to do the thing that suits our needs instead. We broke that down in detail then. If you didn't listen to it, go back. It's on iTunes. Put in Yak. Put in Frisco. Put in CCCF. You should be able to find it or my name. If you are a Christian, then you believe in a personal deity. We talked about that. It's a personal God. Not just one that's out there. We believe in a personal one that you can talk to. But many of us don't treat him personally. We don't. And we treat him as if he's far away. He's completely disconnected. There's a disconnect between our puzzle and the puzzle lid. If you are Hindu, you believe that reality is an illusion. But yet, before you cross the street, you will be looking both ways. If you're an atheist, you believe that all there is is matter in the universe. Just material things. Only things that exist are things that the five senses can confirm. However, then you have to account for a moral law, a right or a wrong. And if you ask any atheist to do that, it's hard for them to do because they can't account for it because moral law would by, be by its very nature, not something that's material. So they have to live with this dichotomy of, well, I believe in a right and wrong, but gosh, I can't base it in anything. We, we seem to all have this problem. Again, we seem to have this problem, this disconnect between the puzzle. And the, the worse, a lot of these puzzles conflict with each other. The thing we learned in transformation groups is that these worldviews contradict each other. It's your next fill in the blank. Conflicting worldviews can both be wrong. Conflicting worldviews can both be wrong. But they can't both be right. They can't both be right. And in a culture that doesn't want to offend anybody, this is the popular view. This is the predominant view if you turn on television shows, especially morning talk shows. And late night, on late night talk shows as well. But today I want to continue our conversation on truth that we began two weeks ago. It's the next logical step and it's a big deal For Jesus, truth is a huge deal for Jesus. He even equates himself with it. If you read John 14, 6, Jesus says this. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. So what is truth? What is truth? If Jesus is equating himself to it, it'd be wise of us to begin to try to understand it. And we're going to focus on that concept today. So let me pray and then we'll dive in. Bow your heads with me. Father God, we desire to know you. We desire to know and rightly understand the world we live in so we can best interact with it and best enjoy it. And Lord, I ask that you give us those things today. Give us a better understanding of you and give us a better understanding of the world. In your son's name. Amen. Don't yell it out. I've done this since my first year here. I expect you to be wrong when I ask you this question, okay? I expect you to be wrong. So if I ask you the question, don't hurt yourself if you don't know. Okay? Fair Mia. The marker is on the table. Do you see the marker? It's on the table. Mia, marker is on the table. Do you see it, Ari? I'm coming to you next. Ari, Marker's on the table. Trey, we come to you next. Trey, marker, you see it? On the table. Do we all agree that the marker is on the table? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Mia. Why is that true? Give me a shot. Why is that true? Again, I don't expect you to be right if you've not thought about this concept. This is Ari. Okay, do you see it? Ari. Why is it true? Or right, let me ask it a different way. What makes it true? Saw it, saw it happen? Okay. Trey, just in case you missed it, there's a marker on the table. What makes that true? Okay, because I did something to it, right? Luke, 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 Luke. there's a marker on the table. What makes that true? Because it's there. And the fact is, at the end of the day, Luke is a phenomenal philosopher. Okay, because that is what makes it true. Mia gave it a great shot. It's the number one answer that people gave. Same with Ari. Is that they see it, right? But if Zach is blind, right? He's been in an awful clarinet accident. Huh? I said clarinet accident, not Asian accident. <laughs> I I don't know. Clarinet accidents happen. You've been in an awful clarinet accident. I know you don't even play clarinet, which is even more confusing, right? Maybe it hits you while you're on the field. He's blind. Does that mean that he can't know it's true? No. So seeing it doesn't make it true. Does me touching it make it true? No. No. Just me telling you that the marker is on the table make it true no. no so if Zach has been in an awful clarinet accident he's outside these doors he's blind he can't touch it and now he also like he can't hear anything either like it's been a, it's an awful accident okay do any of those things make it to where that's not true anymore no The marker is on the table. And what makes it true is because the marker is on the table. What makes it true has nothing to do with you or you or you or you or you or you. You are, yes, a subjective individual that can perceive the marker. But what makes it true is the marker itself. The marker is on the table. And when it comes to our faith, Jesus makes a claim. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the thing that makes that claim true has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus. Either Jesus is a liar, a lunatic or he really is who he says he is and is lord so that has a lot to say on the way that we interact with reality it's your next film the blade truth is what reflects reality truth is what's real it is based in reality It is not based on us. It is not based on us. But this idea that truth is based on us is really the basis of modern American society. Somewhere in the 1980s, the idea that truth is relative trickled down into the common thinking of man it it had been there in academia for a couple decades prior but it finally reached its way into the mainline thinking of cultures and great thinkers like rc Sproul and uh, who's the guy in watergate i'm blanking on his name todd um no the guy who the guy who became a huh not chuck swindle um Uh, Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson. Colson. These guys had to fight for absolute truth in the 80s. Um, Theologians had to start addressing it again because relative truth became the cultural norm. It was predicted by those men that relative truth would lead people to believe nothing. And unfortunately, those men were wrong. That would have been the better outcome. Now we live in a society today where people don't believe nothing. People will believe absolutely anything. That's the problem. And you're next to fill in the blank. The absence of truth has led to people believing absolutely anything. And I could literally go on a diatribe here of all the conversations I've had with high school students over the past decade, which are Truly ridiculous. But people will believe anything. And adults. You can still be 60 and just completely think weird things, right? Our main point from Transformation Group last week was this. The second most important thing you can know about these worldviews is that they're not neutral. That's your next fill in the blank. The second most important thing you can know about these worldviews is that they're not neutral. That was last week's Transformation Group. The reason they're not neutral is because man is sinful. You know this. And if people will believe anything, this is your next fill in the blank, people will believe anything, that people will believe the thing that makes them feel the most comfortable. People will believe the thing that makes them feel the most comfortable. Even if. There's no puzzle piece to match it. Even if logically it doesn't make sense, they'll believe it. Take this meme. It was popular on the internet for like the past couple years. You can hit the slide. Boom. Just because you are right does not mean I am wrong. You just haven't seen life from my side. Forward, forward, so true. Walk a mile in my shows. No, don't matter that grandma can't spell, okay? in (laughs) my shoes before you judge. Love, grandma. This is the prevailing worldview in our culture, especially when it comes to religion and philosophy. People don't want to offend... So they want to make both people right. Walk a mile in my shoes before you judge. Which is, what are, they, what are they implying there? If you disagree with somebody, you're judging them. And that is morally wrong. Do you see the next logical step that takes you when you have relative truth? But truth is not relative. Remember the marker. It has nothing to do with you. It's either there or not. The market determines the truth, not you yelling out a number. Luckily, this meme has been destroyed on the internet as well. I found the cleanest version I could of someone correcting it. There are some really funny non-clean ones, but if you can go to the next slide. Well, one of those people is wrong. Someone painted a six or a nine. They need to back up and orient themselves, see if there are other numbers to align with it. Maybe there's a driveway or a building to face. Or they can ask somebody who actually knows. People having an uninformed opinion about something they don't understand and proclaiming their opinion as being equally valid as facts as facts is what is ruining the world. No one wants to do any research. They just want to be right. I don't know who like corrected this right but you don't got to be a Christian to get this people just want to be right people just want to be right they want to be comfortable even at the expense of their puzzle and think about it this is exactly what the Bible says would happen This is exactly what the Bible says would happen. Um, Let me look it up real quick. I updated my sheet, and of course it did not update. Sometimes Dropbox is great, sometimes it's not. This is James one fourteen, and I think this pictures it perfectly. But each person is tempted when he is lured or enticed by his own desire. But each person is tempted when he is lured or enticed by his own desire. We just want what we want and we will justify it however we could do it again the bible speaks to this regularly romans 1 18 through 25 if you want to jump there with me we're going to be in our bibles tonight at transformation group so grab one from the sanctuary if you didn't bring one with you this is what it says for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness this is what men do by their nature they suppress the truth For what can be known about God is plain to them. For uh, they, they know it to be a six or a nine. Because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God, or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened claiming to be wise they became fools it's a nine, it's a six look around and exchange the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things the beliefs of man are not neutral we believe what we will be most comfortable with here's the scary part That includes you and me. That includes you and me. You can flip to the next slide. We'll be done, Todd. What things about Christianity do you hold or not hold to because it's not comfortable? What things about Christianity do you hold or not hold to? because it's not comfortable. The Bible continues, not only do we believe things because they make us comfortable and remove conflict, we would rather fit in with the world than be conformed to Christ. Colossians 2.8 says this, see to it that no man takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to a Christ. If no position is neutral, including ours, we have to logically compare different worldviews and see what might be missing. And if you hold to an opinion because you are afraid of offending someone, there is a good chance your opinion is wrong. There is a good chance that the majority of the world holds wrong opinions about reality. There's a good chance of it. Like the number in the memes today, it's just... Plain. I'm going to end with a story from Greg Kokel in his book The Story of Reality. It's what it says. A man once told me I was probably one of the most bigoted people who thought 90% of the world was wrong about their religion. I agreed with the 90% part but I told him it had a lot more to do with math than bigotry. Think about it. Some religions teach Jesus is the son of God others deny it. Fair enough. But it's not clear that somebody is right and somebody is wrong on that score. There is simply no getting around it. The great monotheistic faiths understand God as a distinct individual person, whereas some Eastern religions see God as an impersonal sum of everything all put together. It is not clear that if there is a God, both of these notions cannot be true about him at the same time. Clearly, massive numbers of people are mistaken on one side of this issue or the other. They can't both be right. They can both be wrong. But they can't both be right. When anyone dies, they might go to heaven. Or they might go to hell. Or they might be reincarnated. Or they might disappear into nothing at all. But even a child can see that they cannot do all those things at the exact same time. This is your next one in the blank. Multitudes. The majority even must be mistaken. Again, it's not bigotry. It's simple math. And noticed, I am not wasting our time by splitting hairs about inconsequentials. No, I'm speaking to the heart of things, the foundations, the deep structures, the most basic claims about reality that religions make. So then, though it's the rage these days to say all religions are basically the same, it turns out this is not the case at all. What ought to strike us rather is how unlike each other they really are. When it comes to the most important things, each religion's picture of reality is quite different from the others. That's what makes them different religions after all.